Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Johanna, your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 1st of November. On the Hebrew calendar, it is the 17th day of Cheshvan, and it's a possible date for the beginning of the Great Flood. In Genesis 7.11, it says, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, counting from Tishrei, on the 17th day of the month, on the same day, all the fountains of the great deep burst open and the floodgates of the sky were opened. This week, our Torah portion is called Vayera, which means, and he appeared. And today we're going to be starting in Genesis nineteen twenty-one through 21, 4. First, let's take a moment to bless God and thank him for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. So he said to him, Behold, I will grant your request concerning this matter too, not to demolish the city of which you have spoken. Hurry, flee to safety there, because I cannot do anything until you arrive there. This is why the town is called Toal. The moment the sun rose upon the land, Lot entered Zoal, and the Lord rained sulfur and fire upon Stom and Amorah from the Lord out of the sky. So he demolished these cities and the whole surrounding area, all the inhabitants of the cities and the vegetation of the ground. But his wife looked behind him, and she turned into a pillar of salt. Now Avram rose early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord, and he looked down toward Stom and Amorah and toward the entire land of the surrounding area and saw, behold, the smoke of the land ascended like smoke from a furnace. So it was as God destroyed the cities of the surrounding area that God remembered Avraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the upheaval when he demolished the cities where Lot had dwelt. 
Then Lot went up from Zoar and dwelt on the mountain, his two daughters with him, because he was afraid to dwell in Zoar. So he lived in a cave, he and his two daughters. Then the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man in the land to come to us as is the custom of the whole land. Come on, let's make our father drink wine, so that we can lie with him and keep the seed from our father alive. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn came and lay down with her father. Yet he did not know that she lay down and got up. On the following day the firstborn said to the younger, See, I slept with my father last night. Let's make him drink wine tonight as well. Come on, sleep with him so that we'll keep the seed from our father alive. So they made their father drink wine that night as well. And the younger got up and lay down with him, and he did not know that she lay down and got up. So Lot's two daughters became pregnant by their father. When the firstborn gave birth to a son, and she named him Moab. He is the ancestor of the Moabites to this day. The younger also gave birth to a son and named him Ben-Ami. He is the ancestor of the sons of Ammon to this day. Then Abraham journeyed from there to the land of the Negev and settled between Kadesh and Shur. While he was dwelling as an outsider in Gerar, Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. So King Avimelech of Gerar sent for and took Sarah. But God came to Avimelech in a dream at night and said to him, Behold, you are as good as dead because of the woman whom you have taken, since she is a married woman. Now Avimelech had not come near her, so he said, My lord, will you slay a nation even though innocent? Didn't he say to me, she is my sister? And she herself even said, he's my brother. I did this with integrity of my heart and guiltlessness of my hands. Then God said to him in a dream, Yes, I myself knew that you did this with integrity of your heart. So I, yes, I myself prevented you from sinning against me. That is why I did not allow you to touch her. So now, return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and let him pray for you, and you will live. But if you do not return her, know that you will surely die, you and all who are yours. Avimelech rose early in the morning, called all his servants, and spoke all these words in their ears, and the men were very frightened. Then Avimelech called to Avraham and said to him, What have you done to us, and how have I sinned against you, that you have brought this great sin upon me and my kingdom? You've done to me things that should not be done. Avimelech also said to Avraham, What motivated you to do this thing? Avraham said, Because I thought, There is certainly no fear of God in this place, so they'll kill me because of my wife. And besides, she really is my sister. She's my father's daughter, though not my mother's daughter. Then she became my wife. So when God made me wander away from my father's house, I said to her, 
This is your loyalty that you must show me. In every place we go, say of me, he is my brother. Then Avimelech took sheep, cattle, male slaves and female slaves, and gave them to Avraham and returned his wife Sarah to him. Then Avimelech said, Look, my land is before you. Dwell wherever it pleases you. At the same time he said to Sarah, Look, I've given a thousand shekels to your brother. Look, it is compensation for everything that happened. So to everyone with you, you are vindicated. Then Avraham prayed to God, and God healed Avimelech, his wife, and his female slaves, so that they could bear children. For the Lord had completely locked up every womb in Avimelech's household because of Sarah, Avraham's wife. Then the Lord visited Sarah just as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah just as he had spoken. So Sarah became pregnant and gave birth to a son for Avraham in his old age, at the appointed time that God had told him. Avraham named his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Yitzchak. Then Avraham circumcised Yitzchak, his eight-day-old son, just as God had commanded him. That was Genesis 19.21 through 21.4. And now our portion from the prophets today is Joshua 24. Then Yehoshua assembled all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned Israel's elders, heads, judges, and officials. So they presented themselves before God. Then Yehoshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, From ancient times your fathers, Terach, the father of Avraham, and the father of Nahor, lived beyond the river and worshipped other gods. Then I took your father Avraham from beyond the river and led him through the entire land of Canaan, and multiplied his offspring. I gave him Yitzchak, then to Yitzchak I gave Yaakov and Esav. To Esav I gave Mount Seir to possess as his own. But to Yaakov and his children, they went down to Egypt. So I sent Moshe and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt with what I did in its midst. And afterward I brought you out. I brought your fathers out of Egypt, when you came to the sea, the Egyptians pursued your fathers to the Sea of Reeds with chariots and horsemen. But when they cried out to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. Then he brought the sea upon them, and it covered them, and your eyes saw what I did to the Egyptians. Then you stayed in the wilderness for a long time. Then I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who were living beyond the Yarden. Though they fought against you, I gave them into your hand, and you possessed their land when I destroyed them from before you. Then Balak, son of Tzipor, king of Moab, rose and fought against Israel. He even sent and called for Bil'am, son of Beor, to curse you. But I refused to listen to Bil'am. Instead, he had to keep blessing you, 
Thus I delivered you from his hand. Then you crossed over the Yarden and came up to Yericho, but the men of Yericho fought against you. The Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Gilgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I delivered them into your hand. Then I sent the hornet before you, and it drove them out from before you. The two kings of the Amorites, not by your sword or your bow. I gave you a land in which you had not labored, and cities that you had not built, and you have settled in them vineyards and olive groves that you had not planted, that you are eating. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and worship him in sincerity and in truth. Get rid of the gods that your fathers had worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and worship the Lord. If it seems bad to you to worship the Lord, Then choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods that your fathers worshipped that were beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will worship the Lord. Then the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to worship other gods. For it was the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us all along the way that we traveled and among all the peoples through whose midst we have passed. It was the Lord who drove out from before us all the peoples, the Amorites that lived in the land. Therefore, We also will worship the Lord, for he is our God. But Yehoshua said to the people, You will not be able to worship the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not pardon your transgression and your sin. If you forsake the Lord and worship foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done good to you. But the people said to Yehoshua, No, for we will worship the Lord. So Yehoshua said to the people, You are witnesses to yourselves that you have chosen for yourself the Lord to worship him. We are witnesses, they responded. Now therefore get rid of the foreign gods that are in your midst and incline your hearts to the Lord, God of Israel. And the people said to Yehoshua, We will worship none but the Lord our God, and we will obey none but his voice. So Yehoshua cut a covenant with the people that day, and set for them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Yehoshua wrote these words in the scroll of the Torah of God. Also, he took a great stone and set it up there under the oak, that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. Yehoshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone will be a witness to us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which he has spoken to us. So it will be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. Yehoshua then dismissed the people, each to his own inheritance. Now it came to pass after these things that Yehoshua son of Nun, 
the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years. So they buried him in the territory of his own portion in Timnat-Serah, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gaash. Israel worshipped the Lord all the days of Yehoshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Yehoshua and had known all the work of the Lord that he had done for Israel. Yosef's bones, which Bnei Israel had brought up from Egypt, they buried in Shechem, in the parcel of ground that Yaakov had bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for one hundred pieces of silver. It became the inheritance of the children of Yosef. Then Elazar, son of Aharon, died, and they buried him in Giv'ah, which had been given to Pinchas his son in the hill country of Ephraim. That was Yehoshua, or Joshua, 24. Today's portion from the writings is Psalm 23. A Psalm of David The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That was Psalm 23. And now our portion from the Apostles for today, our final portion, is Matthew 19. Now, when Yeshua had finished these words, he moved on from the Galil and entered the region of Yehuda, beyond the Yarden. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Pharisees came up to Yeshua, testing him, and saying, Is it permitted for a man to divorce his wife for any reason at all? Haven't you heard, he answered, He who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no man separate. They said to him, Why then did Moshe command her to give her a certificate of divorce and put her away? Yeshua said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moshe permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. Now I tell you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If that's the case for a man and his wife, it's better not to marry. But he said to them, Not everyone can accept this saying, only those 
to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who were made that way by men, and there are eunuchs who made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. He who can accept this, let him accept it. Then little children were brought to Yeshua so that he might lay hands upon them and pray. Then the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But Yeshua said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After laying his hands upon them, he went on from there. Now behold, one came to him and said, Teacher, what good shall I do to have eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Yeshua said to him. There is only one who is good. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Which ones? he said. Yeshua said, Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I've kept, the young man said to him. What do I still lack? Yeshua said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go, sell what you own, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he had much property. Then Yeshua said to his disciples, Amen, I tell you, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were utterly astonished and said, Then who can be saved? And looking, Yeshua said to them, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter said to him, Look, we've left everything to follow you, so what will we have? And Yeshua said to them, Amen, I tell you. When the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne in the new world, you who have followed me shall also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my name's sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. That was Matthew 19. And it concludes our readings for today. However, if you're reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading Romans chapter 1 today also. That's it for today. If you contacted me and asked to be put on a mailing list, um, I will do so. If I start that email list, then you're on it. Until then, you can, of course, stay in touch if you're part of the patron community. Um, on Patreon, I'll be staying in touch. And you can find us at dailybreadmoms.com on our website or email me directly, dailybreadmoms at gmail.com. We appreciate your prayers for Israel, for our family, and um, yeah. 
thank you everyone who is standing with Israel at this time. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.